It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shoei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. The Cincinnati Reds have found their next rotation stalwart. We'll tell you why Andrew Rabbit is the guy on today's Locked On Reds. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds. Thanks for making Locked On Reds your first listen of the day. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and we are free and available on all podcasting platforms. We are your team every day. I'm your host, Stephen Offenbaker. He's your host, Jeff Carr, and we are diehard baseball fans. We have a passion for the Cincinnati Reds. We have taken our love of the game and our passion for baseball, and we have turned that passion into information for you. We want to thank those of you that listen every day. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, if you aren't every day or get into the comment section, hit us up on Twitter because we want to talk baseball with you. On today's podcast, Jeff and I are going to break down a stellar outing from Andrew Abbott. And we're also going to dive into a few of the names on this Reds roster that one might call the manager's pets maybe we'll try and make sense of some of david bell's favorites and why they're still getting playing time uh jeff also has some interesting numbers that he wants to share with us it is a jam-packed show today before we get into all of that i want to shout out the sponsor of today's podcast that's game time download the game time app create an account and use the code locked on mlb for 20 dollars off your first purchase last minute tickets lowest prices guaranteed all right, Jeff, we've got to talk about Andrew Abbott. You know, I said on yesterday's show that for this to be considered a successful outing for Andrew Abbott, he needed to do a couple things. He needed to go six innings in order to help out this bullpen a little bit. He needed to manage his pitches by not allowing a ton of walks. He said that he's had a problem with how many guys that he's walked. Uh, his dad in a couple interviews has said he didn't like how many guys Andrew was walking, which I thought was hilarious. And, you know, everybody's in agreement that this is not 
what his bread and butter has been. He's been walking more guys since being promoted to the major league level. And that makes sense. He's trying to get a feel for the strike zone. He's facing better hitters. It happens. Uh, but he did go out today and do those things. He got the six innings and he cut down on his walks. It was a beautiful performance for him. He really had his fastball working too. His fastball was absolutely baffling the Orioles lineup for most of this start. And I look at this and, and it was a great performance in the six innings because I mean, how many times over the last two weeks have we begged whoever it was that was starting the game to at least go six. They just don't do that very often anymore in Reds uniforms. Of course, you know, the main cast of characters are on the injured list right now, but still like we have been begging for some good starting pitching and Andrew Abbott delivered that he delivered a performance. And this is, this is not a term that people throw around lightly in baseball circles. He delivered a stopper like performance, the kind of performance that this red staff absolutely had to have. And we we've talked about the, you know, the, the 12 game winning streak, how it seemed like it was a new hero every night and things like that. Well, the reds got a new hero to end the three game losing streak in Andrew Abbott. And I am loving what he's putting together. He is absolutely until Nick Lodolo and Hunter green come back off of the injured list. He is absolutely the reds ace. No, absolutely. And that is with Graham Ashcraft in this rotation. Uh, yeah. Now I would love to see Graham Ashcraft step up and challenge for that designation, but you're absolutely right. Right now, if we had to vote, if, if this was something we voted on, Jeff, I think <laughs> right now, Andrew Abbott would win that because he has definitely delivered, uh, you know, some of the numbers from his performances since being promoted to the major league level, he had 18 strikeouts in his last two starts that's compared to 12 strikeouts in his first three starts. So he's figuring it out. He's learning location. Sadak and Welsh talked about it on the broadcast yesterday that he really looked like he, he was finding his command and, and even dialing it in more. He started off well, but dialed it in even more as he pitched his six innings, as the game progressed, he seemed to really get a feel for what was going on. And, and that's what you need from a guy that you're going to consider to be your stopper. The guy that you're going to run out there and, and change the fortune and change the luck of your team uh, and, and a losing streak ender, really. Let's, let's call it what it is. It's a losing streak ender. And, and he, Andrew Abbott went out there and delivered on all accounts. Andrew Abbott has an interesting distinction, Steve, because there's a statistic and it's a really niche statistic. So hang on with me here as I, as I kind of lay this one out, but no Reds starting pitcher has earned a win the day after the Reds lose, except for Andrew Abbott, who has three of those wins so far this season. And he's, he's four. No, we don't really talk about pitcher win loss records a lot on this podcast. Cause we don't tend to really think that they mean anything, but this one niche stat just kind of has me thinking has the wheels turning. You know, we keep talking about the word stopper when it comes to Andrew Abbott. And I, I think he's got that stuff. Now, what I find funny is in the post game, he was asked about his performance. He said, man, you really came out there and you were like a stopper for this team. His response is intriguing to me. I wouldn't really consider it a stopper. You know, I would just say we needed a little bit of length for the bullpen. Um, just, you know, with the arms that we've thrown, and especially the rain game yesterday, that B-Wolf didn't get to go his full start, you know. So, I mean, it's just important to, to go out and, and give just like 100% of what I got today, and that was six innings. You know, if I didn't have a long first or second, maybe it would have been more, you know, who knows, but go out and just try to do everything I can. 
there you have it. Uh, and, and I love all of these Reds rookies that are so they're humble and, but they still say just enough to, to show that they're oozing confident as well. It's, it's a very weird combination, but they've kind of, all of them have found the sweet spot and, and this stopper, this stopper designation that you're alluding to this, this statistic, you know, I wonder Jeff, is this something we're going to see start showing up in uh, arbitration discussions <laughs> when, when pitchers come to the table, is there, is there going to be a new fan graph stat surrounding this for arbitration hearings? I, I, I just, I wonder. Was the what was the one that they that uh, who was the relief pitcher that came out and like talked about his arbitration process this past off? It was the guy I, down in Tampa? Um, yeah, I forget yeah, totally. Fangraph stat, yeah, yeah, but he was just like, yeah, it's something I've never heard of before, and they just like threw it at me and they said that I was terrible at it, and it was like, yeah, like okay, so we're we're just gonna keep uh, giving them fodder for these arbitration hearings, but no. Andrew Abbott has been absolutely phenomenal and it's still it's there's a little bit of added meaning to why his development into the Reds current ace is so important because Nicoladolo is getting his leg looked at today he will know if he can get the cast off today and then he can begin throwing he can begin you know the long rehab process that still will keep him out till at least August and then Hunter Green this was a this was not a great development on him. He has to go through an entire rehab process with his hip. And that's not that, that means he's shutting down throwing. So he is going to have to go through a, you know, a rehab process with, you know, a rehab stint in the minor leagues. He's out till at least August as well. Like this is one of those things that I'm just a little bit like, "Oh my gosh, how are we going to survive Andrew Abbott?" is a huge part of why the Reds can survive this. Yes, because it's not a it's not a total uh, time of surrender. Uh, even right. if Nick Crawl doesn't go out and make a move for a starting pitcher and and we've talked about that and I think we'll probably continue to talk about that as we get closer and probably closer come right up deadline. a couple times. And, and we it might we might have to spend a few minutes <laughs> on that. But even if a move doesn't happen if, if Andrew Abbott and Graham Ashcraft can remain healthy and be a one-two punch at the top of this Reds rotation, three, four, and five, I think the Reds can figure out from within. Hopefully one of those guys is Connor Phillips. Hopefully Levi Stout gets another look after he stretched out. I really don't think you can form any opinion on Levi Stout based on the two starts he made. Uh, after being called up. One of them was an emergency start. He really didn't have a lot of time to prepare. And this most recent start, he hadn't thrown more than two innings in any of his starts since coming off the injured list. He wasn't ready to give you a lot of innings, and the Reds knew that, but they were desperate. So I'm not ready to count out Levi Stout either as being a fourth or fifth guy in this rotation that can kind of just hold down the fort until Lodolo and Green come back. Yeah, and that's just why... This performance by Andrew Abbott it just underscores it and in, in the importance of how good he is. But you know, Steve, um, let's let's change gears here because talking about Andrew Abbott's awesomeness, let's look at some guys that David Bell thinks is awesome, and he can't just quite seem to quit them. Thankfully, Hunter Strickland is nowhere to be found. Why? He should quit these guys who are actually on the team will be our focus coming up next. Before we get to that, though, I want to tell you about today's sponsor, and that is game time. I've told you guys before, Steve's told you guys before that the best way to get your last second tickets is with the game time app. You can download the app today and create a profile. Use the promo code locked MLB for $20 off. They have the game time 
price guarantee because if you find tickets in your same section, your same row for cheaper on a different app, they'll credit you 110% of the difference. They're that confident in their prices and they are the best way to get to the ballpark this weekend. Whenever the Padres are coming to town, I don't, they probably have tickets to the Taylor Swift concert as well, but I can't vouch as to what those prices are. I don't even want to know, but you can get down to the Reds ballpark and, and watch some Padres, uh, kick in action for the Cincinnati Reds this weekend. Check it out today. Game time, download the app, create a profile and enter the promo code locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Walmart plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Thanks as always for making Locked On Reds your first listen every day. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we're going to wrap up this series as the Reds are wrapping up the series tonight with the Baltimore Orioles. First pitch scheduled for 7.05 is, of course, weather permitting. And uh, if you aren't in Baltimore, you can catch every pitch of the Reds' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search the word Reds. All right, Steve, uh, David Bell. He's got a couple of dudes that are very obviously like his, his, his buddies, his, his, his pets, as you would say. I mean, I, I think back and I never, I don't know that any manager has ever had just a dude like, um, Dusty had, uh, Corey Patterson. And leading off Corey Patterson, but David Bell and Kevin Newman might be, might be like creeping up there for sure. And listen, this has been going on a long time. Uh, just for reminders, those of you that follow me on Twitter at S Offenbaker with two F's, uh, I sent out a tweet on May 23rd, uh, about this Kevin Newman nonsense. And the tweet read as follows, get yourself someone that looks at you the way Reds manager, David Bell looks at journeyman middle infielders. And for the YouTube folks, sorry, I failed to preload this, but there it is. There's the picture of David Bell just looking lovingly towards the dugout and, (laughs) and, I think that sums up the problem here with the relationship between David Bell and Kevin Newman. Now, look, I, I will say that Kevin Newman has performed far beyond what I expected from him. And there are times where it's nice to have him in the lineup against a left-handed pitcher. Uh, He cannot play first base. He should not play first base and his bat does not warrant the defensive downgrade to have him defensively at first. It just, it doesn't work, but David Bell continues to run him out there and run him out there in the leadoff position. Uh, Likewise with Nick Senzel, Nick Senzel is cooled off and to put him in right field where he obviously can't make the reads on the ball as well. He's really struggled with it. It's a defensive downgrade. And then to do it in the same lineup where you've got Kevin Newman at first base, well, the whole right field line is now exposed. There's nobody over there that can play defense. And I have a problem with that because in an effort to get these guys in the lineup, I think David Bell's sacrificing too much defense, too much regular baseball, having too many guys out of position all at one time. And and I feel like, you know, it's okay if Kevin Newman sends the bench every once in a while. It's okay if somebody else plays. 
It's okay if he gets pinch hit for if a right-handed pitcher comes into the ball game. Like, exactly. and, and listen, one one more time for those in the back row. We get it. Kevin Newman can hit left-handed pitching. We understand that. Look at his splits, though. His splits against left-handed pitching, he has an OPS of 937. That's pretty darn good. His OPS against right-handed pitching is 559. Like, holy crap. Steve, he slugs. 282 against right-handed pitching. Get him out of there. Like if, if, and and I tweeted this the other day, if David Bell can pinch hit Joey Votto against a left-handed pitcher, he can pinch hit Kevin Newman against a right-handed pitcher. In fact, it's probably even worse. A platoon split at this point, Kevin Newman is not a set it and forget it type player. He is a situational player that you play in the best of situations. David Bell has succeeded with this. We're going to look at a couple of guys that are flourishing right now because they're being put in good positions for them to succeed and for them to help the team to succeed. For some reason, he doesn't like to do that with Kevin Newman, though. No, and to your point, a couple nights ago he did that. He left Kevin Newman in the game to face a right-handed pitcher, and he had Joey Votto on the bench. He had Votto available to pinch hit, and he didn't make the move. I don't understand it. It makes zero sense to me. No, it, it doesn't make any sense to me, just like doesn't make any sense. And I think at one point, and, and we'll shift gears to another player here, I think at one point I might have called Ian Jabot the, the B-team closer. You did. I was wrong about that. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm okay admitting that. I was wrong about Ian Jabot. I was. David Bell needs to admit that now. Stop pitching him in high leverage situations. It doesn't work. There's a reason. And we talked about the win stat with Andrew Abbott in the first segment. There's a reason that he has eight wins. It's probably because he has almost as many blown saves. Because when you bring him in in a close game, the game becomes either tied or the Reds are behind. It just has been the way in and. I think his inherited runner statistic, he is allowing 40% of his inherited runners to score. That is a god-awful percentage, and David Bell needs to look himself in the mirror. He needs to take a nice long look and say, I will not pitch Ian Jabot in a high-leverage situation. Just do it already. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. You know, we've talked about the the – best makeup of this bullpen and how to best use them and when we in the same episode where you called Ian Jabot the B team closer we t- we said that the best bullpen attack process would be to have Buck Farmer followed by Lucas Sims followed by Alexis Diaz Which they need works. to move away from that, that. Works. It, it works it's great but they need to move away from it here's what needs to happen Jeff I think you take Buck Farmer and make him the B team closer Mm-hmm. And you replace him in that order with Ian Jabot so that that order now goes Ian Jabot, Lucas Sims, Alexis Diaz. And then you have Buck Farmer available the next day to pitch the back end of whatever game that you're in. I think that's the way that they have to get through this right now, unless they go out and get another closer type arm, a role Chapman, mm-hmm. as an example. They have to go get a guy or they have to move one of those three pitchers to pitch on the other days because by pitching them together, they're all unavailable on the same days. So you've got, you've got to break that up. You've got to split it up, but you know, David Bell likes his guys in a certain order and I get it's a working formula. It's hard. It's hard to criticize him 
and say this doesn't work because it works on the days he does it. But right. then it creates a whole nother problem because you don't have another high leverage arm. So what makes sense to me is admit that for right now, until you get another high leverage arm, you have to break up that group. You know when it becomes a real problem? It becomes a real problem when Luke Weaver starts, which is what's going to happen here today. So I'm looking forward to that one. Um, uh, yeah, but I don't know, man. Like even in that, even in that strategy, I think I'd almost like to see Daniel Duarte or Fernando Cruz over Ian Jabot. Like, I just don't, I don't, I, I, I think. So what do you do with Ian Jabot? Because does, does he become the front man on the B group? Do you use him yeah. like, uh, okay, yeah. that's, that's fair. Do you still put like a Buck Farmer or a Lucas Sims as B group closer? With yeah, I, I would, I like that idea. And I, I do see what you're getting at with that. I just. I don't want to see Ian Jabot in a game where they're like up by one in the sixth inning. I want to see him in a game like maybe they're up by two or three or maybe they're down by two or three in the sixth inning and he comes in. It feels like he needs a cushion. If you don't give Ian Jabot a cushion, then he ain't going to be a pushing. And that is how we're going to move on to the catcher conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we derailed a little bit there. All right. So, hey, yeah, the catchers. Other so here's, here's the thing, Jeff. The, the deal with the catchers is I'm starting to wonder, and I, and I, I feel like it's time to speculate a little bit. I feel like it's time to have a conversation that we've avoided and I've avoided it because I was so very wrong about the kind of numbers that Tyler Stevenson was going to put up this year. I truly believe that he was going to show up with a ton of power and with rested legs hit for power all year. I went as far as to say, if the wind blew just right all summer at great American ballpark, Tyler Stevenson could hit 40 home runs. I was so completely wrong at how this is playing out. Tyler Stevenson has not performed well at the plate. It's a big disappointment. And I know that Tyler's disappointed, uh, but what is created is a curiosity for me. And that is the playing time that Kurt Casale is getting and the number of starts that Kurt Casale is getting over Luke Maley. And now I know I've heard the narrative coming out of the Reds coaching staff and then by way of the broadcasters as well that Kurt Casale is so good with the young starting pitchers and he's like having another manager on the field and, and he's able to do things and blah, 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 blah. He's hitting like 152. I talked about his numbers yesterday. His slash line is such that he should never see another major league at bat at this point. And meanwhile, Luke Maley is having a decent year. He's playing fairly well. I think if if they're not willing to put Tyler Stevenson behind the plate, and for some reason they're not, which makes me wonder, Jeff, is his shoulder messed up? Did that clavicle injury do some kind of damage? Because that would impact his hitting. That would be an answer for mm -hmm. why he's performed the way that he has at the plate this year. And it would also make sense as to why he's not catching very much if they don't think he can make the throw to second base. So if all that's true and you're trying to shelter Tyler Stevenson a little bit, why in the world do you keep running Kurt Casale out there to do it when you've got Luke Maley, you paid him a fair amount of money to be your backup catcher. And remember, as you pointed out to me earlier this year, they signed Luke Maley before they signed Kurt Casale. Luke Maley was intended always to be catcher number two. So why is he not playing? 
I think I think there's something to that speculation about Tyler Stevenson because we know that he can do this. We know that he can hit and hit well, hit for power. A lot of it has to do with trying, you know, he's a guy that really has a lot of success going the other way. Kind of feels like he's trying to pull the ball quite a bit. But where where the idea and this is again this is just us kind of speculating looking at the situation and being like i wonder if this is what's going on we don't actually have any knowledge of this but tyler stevenson has played catcher eight times in the month of june eight i i I think that there's something more going on than just yeah we want to make sure we get him you know time at dh and time at uh catcher because on the season now he has played dh more than he's played catcher and if you're telling me, and this goes back to the going with certain guys over other guys just because that's what David Bell does, if you're telling me that Tyler Stevenson is the best option at DH, then I'm going to push back on you with that because he hasn't hit very well this year. And as much as I do want him to figure it out, and he's awesome, he's been on the show before, but I really think we've got to look at this from a different lens and say, is he going to figure it out? Is he healthy enough to figure it out? Because as Joey showed you, if you got one arm, you don't hit as good when you have two arms. So, you know, as we've done with these others, we offer a solution. I, I don't like to come with a problem without a solution. Here's the solution. It's the same solution I've been pitching for three weeks now. It's time to cut Kurt Casali. He yep. needs to be cut from this roster. You bring up Christian Encarnacion Strand. He gets all of the designated hitter at bats that Tyler Stevens has, has been getting. And Tyler Stevenson and Luke Maley share time behind the plate. Tyler's batting right now doesn't warrant keeping him in the lineup as a DH when he's not catching. He just has not performed. I would rather see CES and what he could do with those at bats. And I think that would make the Reds better. It would make them better right now. and would help them score more runs while they're trying to overcome the pitching debacle that's going on. So I think that's a fix that needs to happen. It needs to happen before the Reds play another game. I don't know that it will, Jeff, but I think that that's a pretty easy one to solve. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. But it's clear that David Bell has gotten a lot of things right this season. But by correcting his overuse of his dudes, uh, he could put the Reds in an even better position to win even more games. All right, coming up, we're going to move on to something a little bit more interesting, I think, than David Bell's uh, (laughs) favorite guys. Uh, We're going to talk about some numbers. Jeff's found some interesting numbers to tell us about. This is a baseball podcast, so, you know, we love numbers around here. We're going to find out what those numbers are next. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. The Reds and the Orioles face off again tonight, wrapping up a three-game series at 7.05 p.m. Eastern time. Cool hand Luke Weaver will oppose righty Kyle Gibson. If you can't be at the ballpark, you can catch every pitch of the Reds' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search the word Reds. 
You can also follow the podcast on all platforms, including right here on YouTube. Make sure you have subscribed and click that notification bell. I hope you were able to join us for some of our extra episodes last week. The uh, bonus Ellie hits for the cycle edition, the live edition, lots of stuff happening on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss it. Uh, also, you can join our community on Discord. There is a link to join right down in the description of today's episode. And for even more Reds insight, you can have a direct line to Jeff. Just text the words I'm in to 513-597-0944 and join subtext. All right, Jeff, you have put together some numbers that will show the other side of this thing uh, that will show us about players that have been put in the best positions possible to perform and help the Reds win baseball games. Yeah, David Bell really has done a good job this season overall. I know there's been some things where people can really point to and be like, oh, what about that? But I think if you look at the big picture, he's done pretty well. And one of the things that he has done very well is put his lefties in the best position to succeed at the plate. Example being, in the last two weeks, do you know who leads the team in batting average and OPS, both of the things? It's not me, right? It's not you. It's Will Benson. That's right. All the people that you know, are all the people that want Will Benson to be sent down, and and he's he's garbage. He can't hit. Guess what? He's been the team's best hitter for the last fourteen days. He has a three thirty three batting average, which actually okay. <clears throat> Sorry, fibbed about that a little bit. He's tied with Jake Fraley for the best batting average. Speak, speaking of lefties being put in a good spot at 333 and then will benson has an ops of 1333 over the last two weeks i mean you talk about a dude that had such a great turnaround he is showing what we were saying in spring training as to the value he could provide for this team is it getting a little crowded on your one-man pumper car the will benson hype we train? had to add a few cars yeah i think we're, right. you know, we got that, the connectors that's working. Right. listen i am so excited to see him turn it around you know when when he came with the team out of spring training and made the team there was so much emotion and, and there was so much there was so much heartfelt joy from will benson for making this team and then it was just you know, speaking of hype trains, it was a train wreck. It was not good <laughs> at all. But, you know, he made the most of his demotion to AAA. He went down there. He worked on things. He came back up. And he's really finding some success. And I really like how David Bell's been using him for the most part. There's been a couple games here lately where I felt like with a righty on the mound, Will Benson absolutely should have been in the game. And David Bell didn't make that move. And yeah. Uh, and it turns out Will Benson didn't play at all in those games, so they may have just been scheduled rest games that David Bell was really trying to just not get him in there at all. But for the most part, I think David Bell's done a good job with Will Benson. He's, a, he's put Will Benson in scenarios to continue to develop and to continue to get better. And now Will Benson's reached a point where I think I trust him when he's in a lineup against right-handers. I, I'm I, – confident that he has the potential to deliver a hit when he's in the batter's box i'm confident that when he's playing outfield he has the potential to rob a ball and make a great catch and play good defense so uh, i'm i'm happy when he's in the lineup and, and i'm really happy for him as he's continued to develop and fun fact after uh, in tuesday night's game the only guy not named matt mcclain or tj friedel to get a hit will benson uh, kind of continuing the two-week theme, the Reds have six players with a slugging percentage over 500 for the last two weeks. You could probably guess who they are. I mentioned two of them already, Will Benson and Jake Fraley, Ellie De La Cruz, Matt McClain, and then uh, Joey Votto. That's five. 
Um, I should have looked at the list before I, <laughs> I thought I memorized There's a lot it. of them. There's six guys. Yeah. Oh, Spencer Steer. Spencer Steer is the other guy over is slugging over 500. This Reds lineup has just been so phenomenal over the last two weeks. And I think it's funny because you and I were talking about this before we hit record. And that is there's so many Reds fans. There's so many fans of other teams that are saying, oh, Reds fans are so spoiled with the 12 game win streak. The 12 game win streak isn't what spoiled us. It's the fact that the Reds have averaged seven runs a game for the last two weeks, like a three to one win over the Orioles on Tuesday night just seems so foreign to us at this point. Yeah, the comment section has been a hoot, by the way. If you <laughs> yeah. haven't read the comment section on YouTube, it is wild. Uh, everybody in Major League Baseball is coming at us right now. Keep coming at us. We're we're going to continue to win ball games by one run, scoring 11, 12, 13, 15, 20. I don't care. Uh, it is nice to see these guys hit. You and I talked about this maybe a week ago, Jeff, where this team had an identity at the beginning of the season, which was a small ball identity. Get them on, get them over, get them in, steal some bases, bunt a little bit, do some things. TJ Friedel. He's not even on this list, and he's doing some great things yeah. with his ability to, to drop the surprise butt and still hit a home run in the same game, which he did last night. It, it's, it's really just they are playing both versions, both brands of baseball, where they're playing small ball when they have to, and then a big hit, a big home run, timely scoring helps them win ball games as well. It's, it's, I think it's part of how, how fun the evolution has been over the last two or three weeks and, and what they've been able to do. But I don't think we can say enough good things about these rookies, you know, Spencer Steer, Matt McClain, Ellie De La Cruz, and what they've done. Uh, I, I saw some Ellie bashing going on because he's had a couple <laughs> offers. I heard the overrated chants over the broadcast out there in Baltimore. Good on you guys for trying to heckle Ellie De La Cruz in his, you know, third week of big league baseball. Yeah, but really. It's, it's, you know, these players have continued to demonstrate that they are as advertised. You know, does that mean they're going to have a hit every game? No, nobody does that. But they are as advertised, and there's just so much upside and so much potential. And I, I just, I'm excited to turn the game on every day, Jeff, and watch what these guys do yeah. because you know every day they do something different that's a little bit more exciting, that's a little bit more you know energizing, and it's going to continue to be contagious. And I think eventually the pitching will get figured out, and this team is going to be a force. Well, now, Steve, I mean, Ellie's batting average did fall below 300. He's at 299 now after Tuesday night. Yeah. No, no. I, I, come on. Who, who, who on earth? And I get it. Maybe they're trying to, you know, get in Ellie's head and mess with his head or something while he's at the plate. But who on earth can chant overrated to a dude who won NL Player of the Week a day ago and hit for the cycle four days ago? There's no such thing as overrated if that's the case. Like, Ellie De La Cruz is going to be a force for the league or against the league for years and years to come. I, I love it. And you know, there's a couple of other stats. We're going to keep monitoring some things like this. The one thing that I found interesting though, Steve, and you had mentioned it, like the reds identity as a, a lineup is get them on, get them over, get them in. That's kind of their bread and butter. They're fourth in major league baseball in on base percentage fourth. That's now, it's interesting. Good. The number one team is Atlanta, so that's why that series was so high scoring, mm -hmm. but fourth in Major League Baseball. I, I, I love this. I love the way that this team is set up, and you know what? Opposing fans getting into our comments just continues to uh, really solidify my optimism and my good feelings about our team. Oh, absolutely. The Reds are on everyone's radar, and I am so excited about it.
And that is probably where we should go ahead and wrap it up for today. Before we get out of here, don't forget, you can catch every pitch of the Reds hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just download the app and search the word Reds. That'll wrap us up for this edition of Lockdown Reds. Thanks, as always, for making us your first listen every day. Every day is coming up on tomorrow's show. We will recap this Orioles series and another Luke Weaver start. We'll see exactly how long it lasts and, and, and where it all goes. Uh, but What's you can the over-under? That- What's the over-under on that? Are we going to put the over-under at four innings for Luke Weaver in today's start? And what do you I'm take? I'm going to say three and two-thirds. Over-under three and two-thirds. And what do you take? The over? Yeah. Oh. No, I don't feel confident about that. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. I don't, Go I don't feel confident about Luke Weaver. Anyway, we'll tell you why we don't feel confident about him or why we were wrong on tomorrow's Locked on Red. So make sure you check us out. But up until then, what can people expect from you and me, Steve? We're going to keep monitoring the transactions, monitoring the rumors, checking in with the minor leagues, bringing all that information back right here to keep you locked on Reds every single day. It's been a long time since you made me break on camera like that. Cushion for the cushion. Oh, my God. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Expectations matter. What do you expect from an SUV? Versatility? A range of sizes built to fit your life? A range of exteriors that all invite stairs? Or being able to take control of more than just the wheel? Expectations matter, but exceeding them matters more how we get there matters the audi family of suvs progress you can feel walmart plus members save on meeting up with friends save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups that's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier plus members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.